Welcome back to episode number 133 of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your host, Rylan. We got some very interesting stuff to talk about, a segment to finally close off with our bold takes to close out the podcast, some more mock trades that we came up with, or at least the very least I came up with, uh, and good old Chase breathing heavy into his mic. So how's it going, buddy? <laughs> how's it going, Chase? <laughs> Sorry, I'm screwing around here. Yeah, um, no worries. Not bad. not bad at all. Little taste, but life's good. Life's life good. is good. Rank life still treating you good, buddy? Hell yeah, man. Nothing better than being a uh, good old rat rink. Shooting around on Shenny and stuff when I'm working. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I wish I could play hockey while I work. That sounds super fun. Um, but how about you, Jordan? Before I, before I drop everything and make tons of noise, I apologize. How's it going, Jordan? What have you been up to? That's good. <laughs> I am quite sick. I've got COVID now, so that is no fun. Taking the big L. The big Chinese yep. cold. Um, yeah, not a... <laughs> hey, that's where I came from, so not a bad thing to say called the Spanish flu for a reason. Um, but yeah, not fun. Hopefully you get better there, man. Luckily, you are in the prime age of health. So that is a good sign for you. And wish you good health in the future. But shall we... Uh, I got nothing interesting. I've been just getting no sleep because of my puppy. So, But I'm actually okay with that because he brings me more love than needed sleep, I guess. Let's get into some hockey news. I think... Do we have any games we want to talk about? I'll throw it to you, Chase, to start. You can kick it off with any games or players or anything you want to talk about real quick. Oh, oh boy. Throwing you on the spot, like, real bad. Sorry, man. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll take uh, take that. I'm going to be with that. Um, Looking at uh, Carolina kind of recently here, just kind of seeing what they're doing and i was looking at my boy martin natchez uh martin natchez this guy called him as a breakout dude last year thought he was gonna get 70 well i think that's happening this year so yeah sucks to be me um from last year it's great Uh, but yeah he had his little sophomore slump i guess you could call it yep and yeah he's he's on fire right now i think he's got a point per game um Things are starting to click in Carolina. Um, those are the things I was worried about was him and uh, Cockney truly stepping up to what they need them to do to even be able to win a yep. cup in general. Um, so it's super unbelievably positive to see him start to look like what they truly need him to look like. Um, yeah. On the- Oh, just lost you for a second there, Chase. What did you say there? Oh, I think we lost Chase right in the middle of a sentence. So, unfortunately, he will fix it in a second and come back. 
how about I throw it to you for a second while Chase is MIA there. Uh, why don't you talk about your Capitals game? I'd be very interested to talk about how that big goose egg happened. What do you mean? You mean just coming up against the otter? Yeah, and just getting absolutely stonewalled by the otter. It was great. Yeah, we... What can you say other than just what a performance from the otter? 27 out of 27. 9.9... Or 2.99 goals saved above expected. Basically a 3. Yep. Incredible from the otter. And not good from us. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. All I can say, sometimes you gotta give it to the goalie. The goalies don't get enough credit for when they put on performances of spectacular value um and that was one tonight so i'm just gonna say hats off to the all yeah absolutely couldn't agree more he's such a good goalie i really love him very fast becoming mine um but chase you are back you got cut off for a second there uh you want me to throw throw it back to you can you hear me i I can hear you yep what even happened i don't don't, know you literally went mute like, in that's, the middle of a sentence. Okay. It's it's literally as if, yeah, like, that's... you were talking to us, and then something happened on TV, and you're like, oh, that's... Gotta watch that. Like my dog when he hears any <laughs> other dog bark. <laughs> it's like, no, nope, nothing's more important that's... than this specific sound right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, um, I think I know where we skipped out, but, like, I was kind of getting to, like, who is Cockney Like, who is this guy going to be? Is he yeah. a point getter? Is he just going to be a great two-way guy? Um, like, he's on Carolina, so there's no choice but to be a two-way guy. Um, but, What's his yeah, skill I just wonder how he'll mold into even just in general in the end. Like, it may not happen this year. They'd like it to happen this year because that would, that would help their team quite a bit. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just kind of unsure about how his future is actually going to look and what type of player he'll be and how he'll fit on a team when he's like at his best eh? no i agree um he's definitely a question mark player like probably one of the biggest throughout the league because we all know he could have the potential to be an elite two-way guy in this league but he hasn't really shown anything where he's going to guarantee any of that by any means, or even be a top six guy for that matter, like you're saying. He may just be that very great third-line center his whole career. Um, yeah. If he doesn't start to prove something soon-ish, like he's got a little bit of leeway. He's been in the league since he's been, like, what, 19 or 20, I think, was his first season. So they put him in pretty quickly. So he's got some leeway. Um yeah, uh, but the other game I wanted to bring up, or anything else I guess I wanted to bring up, was the, the Rangers game against the Islanders. Yeah, um, that was quite the Battle that was quite the York. game. Would Sorokin really just pulled her out? Like obviously they had Palak in, so sometimes that can just be a rough game in general. Swiss cheese. Um, trying to protect too much or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it just looks like the Islanders really got their feet underneath them here. Um, I wonder where they can take how they've been kind of starting to play here. Um, I guess news out of the Islanders is Kiefer Bellows got dropped and picked up uh, by the Philadelphia Flyers. So good luck in Flyer land. They'll yeah. like him. That's probably They'll a pretty love decent. Him. I think he'll do well oh. there. 
He Torts will love the way he plays. Yeah. And his exactly size right. at least. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um yeah, so I'm kind of getting impressed with the Islanders in a sense. I, I feel like there is something there. There's a spark. It's almost mainly because of Sorokin. Like, yeah. let's be serious. This guy could be a easy top five Vesna uh, vote sort of guy, the way he has played and shown himself the last uh, year or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, you got a shout out there, so kudos on him, and we'll see where they can take that. Uh, um the other thing was uh, the Lightning. Certain players getting points, like Sergachev and Hagel, yep. Nick Paul. It's really, really good news. Yes. Like, that's really good news. Uh, Hagel's got three now. Um, like, that's the good news that I'm getting at, is that they are contributing. They're finding a way. They're getting on the score sheet. Um, they're finding a win to win some games. They're only four and four right now. Yeah, um, slow they start. seem like I said last podcast, kind of figuring things out. Played a good game against the Ducks there, but yeah, it seems like the Lightning got a little bit to go. I don't know if we'll see the true Lightning team for maybe till mid November, right? Maybe even later November. We'll see how things kind of work out. But um, I'll stay on the same day because that Oilers Blues game that was a good three game set that day on. Uh, Wednesday on the 26th there. Yeah, wow. The Oilers really just scoring out of will to get through everything. And it was not really like that this game, as it was only 3-1. But it was more like they butted heads, hey? Yeah. Um, And really just kind of ran into each other constantly sort of thing all game. And really, like, it it was a fun game to watch. I watched most of it. Um... But, yeah, no, I love the way the Oilers are just actually finding a way. Because, like, the defense is, like, all over the place at times. Like, Kulak is just flying around out there. Like, literally, if he couldn't skate that good, man, they'd be so fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would be. That defense yeah. scares the shit out of me. Like, it really yeah, does. Yeah, it's just, like, obviously in playoffs, like, something's got to be looking much better, or Darnell Nurse has to be at the tip-top, and Bouchard's got to be at his tip-top, which, which is cool, but, um, yeah, right now it'll be fine for the season, the way they're playing. Um, but, yeah, the, the Blues Blues look good, man, this year. They look they way better, good. actually, in a sense, than I kind of thought they would. They haven't played, like, <laughs> like no games. Um, like, uh, it's just strange, but yeah. uh, O'Reilly got himself on the board for his first goal. Um, it's It's been a little strange in a sense because it's so long and it feels like you just don't have too much of a taste of them. But uh, I was, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this team going into the start of the year. And like the worry is still there. And I haven't really truly proven that I am feeling wrong about them only getting like 100 and not being a, at that 105 or something like that like it just Peron uh, and stuff like that there were some decent losses and uh, Neighbors is looking alright but yeah, he's okay. you know things are things are looking somewhat okay so if it progresses decently it should be fine but when you look at their lineups man like it was just it was the first two lines and then they just put everybody else on the other two lines yeah so that's that's kind of Kind of when I say um, that's that's not St. Louis. Yeah, like, I agree. you look at three, you look at three lines on that team. Like, 
Yeah. That's how it always has been. So, yeah, that's where I wanted to go with that. So. No, absolutely. Um, so that's what I got, boys. Uh, good. Other than Skinner playing dope. Yeah. Nice to see Skinner playing dope. Got a 9.74 save percentage in that game. Yeah, he, uh, he's been the better goalie in Edmonton, frankly, to start the season. So, very good yeah, to see there. Sure. Do you have anything to say about that Bruins-Detroit uh, game? Well, you're on it. Oh, or? no, I was purposely avoiding it. <laughs> 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 Talked about everything else. Okay. Yeah, no, I was I, I was literally I wondering. Too, too I didn't see too, too many games. I watched a bit of the Flyers game that night. I was fairly busy. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Shit, but, uh, yeah, no, that, I, I'll say something about the Flyers being the Panthers. Like, yeah. start to get some confidence here in the Panthers falling apart, like. Come on now, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and the way Buffalo and Ottawa are playing, they're going to push them to the brink, like those teams, um, the Caps, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the Panthers, maybe even the Penguins, if we don't smarten up over tonight or against the Vancouver <clears throat> Canucks, who also got their first oh. win, and that's wait. where I was going to go. What? Wait, boys, wait. we got to bring up the biggest game that happened in between our podcasts is it the vancouver seattle no no it's not it's even better it's our favorite thing to talk about the maple leafs oh losing or three to the sharks oh buddy does that to the worst team in the league sir class performance (laughs) quite that it was quite the night for both Uh, I know the Sharks after the game played the Maple Leafs goal song while they danced in the <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, so that's pretty legendary. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, I, that's a great transition because this is a question I've been wanting to ask. Can we... Uh, I know it's overreaction season. It's like the biggest time to overreact. But like, should we be a little concerned about the Leafs this year? Yeah, I would think so. uh, They're kind of average right now. Like, like, like their offense is. Like, I'm concerned as in, like, this regular season's probably not going to be really that much like the last couple. No. You know? Like, the last couple were were for surely, like, getting home ice advantage, right? Yeah, exactly. And I question it this year. I don't think we're talking that, especially... Boston kicking off like oh. that and having Marchand back already, like they're laughing. They're first or second guaranteed. Yeah. Um, like Tampa's basically the only one that has to like falter and be as mediocre as the Leafs. Yeah. To kind of stick there, you know. So yep. I don't know. Maybe a slightly off year for Tampa is what the Leafs will need to yeah. actually get home nice advantage. Whether that helps. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Because uh, they'd right. be playing each other, right? Like, yeah, it won't matter. It doesn't matter stuff. where Tampa plays. It's all blue in yeah, their yeah. eyes. So, yeah. so I, I feel you yeah, on that because, like, we're just relying on Samsonov, yeah. and we're hoping and he's been great comes back and plays decent. Um, yeah, it's 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 the same Leafs team. It's not hard to play against. It's yeah. not. It's, yeah, I crazy. agree. If they if they control the puck and play they have no really edge. Good, yeah, they're hard to get the puck and hard to deal with and hard to stop. But like, if they're not doing that, like they have zero really edge. They have no bite. Um, I I sound like an old guy, but like they added bite over the past couple of years, and I've been an 
impressed with where the direction, but they didn't really... They've been losing it. This year, they lost so much. Like, Wayne Simmons is barely going to be there, and he's not the same player at all. Jake Muzzin, not the same player he was. Like... Yeah, like, Hyman... Hyman, they miss Hyman so much. Yeah. So, like, that's two years where every year you lost somebody who had that little bit of edge or... Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, like... That that adrenaline that it gives your team, that, that guy who can energize your team through a hit, like, they don't have that. Their best guy for that is Obey Kubel or Michael Bunting. And Michael Bunting is not that. Michael Bunting is a very good crease crasher and a very good pest in the corner just to, like, win 50-50s. But he's not, like, going to rile your team up through a massive hit like Hyman would have. Like, they need this guy like Brandon Tanev. They need a guy like that. Um, I'm not saying that's the guy they should go get because he's got $3.5 million cap hit. But, like, that is the exact mold of player I would be instantly trying to trade for. Like, with a defenseman, obviously. A right-handed defensive defenseman who can play second, third pairing, ideally. But... No, I agree. I mean, the Oilers are loving life with Zach Hyman. They're twenty-one, three and zero with Zach when Zach Hyman scores a goal. On Oilers Nation, I heard them discussing that is Zach Hyman the greatest UFA signing in Oilers history. Um, and that that's how much Oilers fans love him and guys who watch him every single day, like and they watch well, their practice. They've never. <laughs> Well, let's be serious. They've like haven't won a cup since Gretzky, so like, yeah, none of your signings work. <laughs> right. No, I get that, but like, it's that's not the player <laughs> yeah, you no, should like think it, of but... when you have a marquee signing. And they, and, and people questioned it. A lot of people are like, oh, well, it's too long. He's gonna, he's too injury prone. Uh, this and this and that. But he has been a revelation for what that team needed. And frankly, it's I think it's been what the Leafs have missed the most since that season. I don't think it was necessarily Anderson going. It was Hyman. All Hyman, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I would have... It was their engine. You need an engine. I would have found a way. You need an engine. They don't have one right now. And it can't be... Not all... There's very, very few superstars who can be engines. And, like... Like yeah, like very very few. I don't. I can hardly think of any. Like I can think of Ovi can be an engine for your team. Crosby can be an engine for your team because they'll just work their bag off and do anything to win that puck, let alone win that game. Um, and yeah, they just don't have that. Oh well, if you're just gonna pimp your guys' favorite teams, you might as well bring up Larkin. Yeah. Like I don't know about you. Did you see that diving stab? I did. Between the guys' legs, and then we won. Like. <laughs> Yes, That's I did. Exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> it's exactly that. That is, if we're gonna pimp all of our teams, let's do it. Um, but no, I. Yeah, just a little concerned. Definitely think they need a small shakeup of an ad. Just some guy who can just mess people's day up would be great. But um, I'm gonna transition back over to Vancouver, Seattle for half a second before we kind of dive into some of our mock trades and such. And actually, we'll probably talk about the real trades first. But let's talk about the Seattle-Vancouver game. The reason why, because Vancouver actually won a damn hockey game. It is a miracle. Um, they have looked like cavemen on the ice lately. Just like, oh, what is a puck? I have no idea what that is. And their defensemen are like, ah, the puck is lava. And it'll kill me if I 
stick handle or hold the puck anywhere. So before <laughs> I that, before their win, the Canucks were outscored two to fifteen in the third period. So yeah, far. man. Just <laughs> like three things guaranteed in life: life, death, and our sorry, death, taxes, and Vancouver fucking it up in the third period in twenty twenty two. Um. Or, or, or you could just say Vancouver off to a bad start all the time. <laughs> I like my version better. Um, it's uh, way more accurate never. in line with the, what did you say, 2 and 13? 2 and 15. 15, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's pathetic. Yeah, that's ugly. I could coach a peewee team that is like two left feet on every single kid and they'd have a better start to a season than that or better third periods than that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I want this is meant to be a praise, guys. Come on, um, stop being so negative. Uh, Thatcher Demko was brilliant. Uh, I love Thatcher Demko so much, and he's just all alone, like so alone on this team. He's gonna make thirty plus saves like every night, and that's even if he lets in five or six because the team's defense is Tyler Myers and OEL, who don't know what defense means. Um, sorry, positive. Mikheyev scored his first goal. That's positive. Uh, he scored his second goal as well. Also very positive. Uh, and Chase's boy, Andre Kuzmenko, getting that power play goal. He's playing that number one PP unit, too. That's pretty sweet. Hey, Chase? Love that Kuzmenko when you... Yeah, that's legit. Hey, I think he got an assist in that game, too. I believe yeah, he did, yeah. I'm pretty high on this guy. He looks, he looks solid, that's for sure. Yeah, man. Um, one of the few players that is actually, like... Trying. Yeah, hey, yeah, and you know what? Looks like it never tries. They're uh, PK. Oh yeah. Because uh, that's once again last. Like you guys were like thirtieth or something like that last year, yeah. or last. It was last. I don't even remember. Who cares? It was the worst. Like it's still yeah. you didn't fix it, and it's just mind blowing. Um, yeah, not ideal. Yeah. Eh? Not ideal season for them. Um, I oh, I'm so worried because like nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. What's oh, going I'm on. I'm worried to the point where like it could be good, a good worry. Like they're that yeah. bad, where it's just like good. that's how bad the season goes. I hope <laughs> you know, like, uh, for their sake, I hope pick. so. For their sake, you I know? hope they get like a bottom five pick and they pick the best defenseman oh, in the be draft. Intense. The best defenseman in the draft they get. That would make, and he's right-handed. I don't know who that guy is because I haven't really looked into this next year's draft too, too deep, especially on the back end. But um, a, a big right-handed D-man. I want I don't David Yurchek 2.0. I don't know who it is, but what I do know so far from the first scouting report I've seen, there's only three D-men that should go in the first round. That's it. At hell. this point. That's, yeah, so that's hopefully some guys step up this year and they're just, like, the best. Yeah, and that's obviously at this point that shit changes between now and the draft. We've seen that so many times. Absolutely. Jane Wright was supposed to go first. Uh, Aturati was supposed to go first. Brad Lambert was supposed to be a shoe-in for top three. We see <laughs> shit changes all the time. Very, very quickly it changes, absolutely. Um, speaking of that... I have a player I want to bring up while we're talking about draft. Um, 
draft picks potentially in the future, I want to start bringing up this one kid who will probably be the first overall pick in 2024 at this point he's being touted. Uh, Michael Misa. He plays for uh, Saginaw Spirit in the OHL. And he is, obviously, he's granted exceptional status this year, drafted first overall in the OHL draft. He is absolutely lighting it up here. Um, I, he is comparable numbers, close to McDavid at the start of his season when McDavid has exceptional stats. He's above the guy, guys like John Tavares and such. Um, he is just being absolutely brilliant start. He has 15 points in 11 games, 9 goals. And he's 15 uh, in the OHL, which is a fast league. It's not very big, but it's very fast and talented. So, yeah, he fits in so well. I'm super excited to watch this guy throughout the next two years and see who gets him. I just want to start pumping his tires now because when you get numbers like McDavid at that age, it's really exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, he's second to Bedard, obviously in a different league, but, but as for the OHL, he's first in the OHL as uh, exceptional stats uh, point leaders. Yeah. He's ahead of John Tavares, ahead of Shane Wright, Connor McDavid, Aaron Ekblad, and Sean Day, like some absolute legends of the game. And yeah. Just massive players. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. So super pumped, but we'll... Uh... We'll keep you guys updated on prospects as we hear and research more about them. But let's dive into some three trades that happened over the past couple. I'm going to do two trades. I'm going to skip one because I, I literally have never heard of these two guys. I apologize. But I if I haven't heard of them, I imagine the, the listeners haven't unless you're related. Um, anywho, let's start with the one that happened a few days ago there. Cameron Hillis. Uh, was traded from the Montreal Canadiens to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Nicholas Baudin going back to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Cameron Hillis sorry, was a third-round pick in 2018 by the, uh, I believe by the Canadiens, and Baudin was a first-round pick defenseman in by Chicago in the exact same draft. I'll, I'll just say my small piece on what I know of these guys, and I'll let you, Jordan, take over and say what you have to say, and then Chase can follow up. Uh, Nicholas Yo. Baudin, uh, very good elite vision, elite mind for offense who hasn't been able to put it yet together. Still fairly young. I believe he's only 24, uh, 23, 24 there. So he's still got time to figure it out. He's a fringe NHLer, so it'll be very good for that young, young Canadians defense for when they need breaks and to switch things up and shake up the defense. And then uh, Chicago... Are you looking, uh, the uh, Bodine there? Yeah. I, I used to really have a lot of faith in this guy. Um, I'm excited that he's going here because of... What Chris Wyman? Let's be serious. Who is Chris Wyman? And he's looked like on the team just because he has the sense and the knowledge for yeah. offensive situations. And Odin can find that again because from what I remember he had like mad points. He, in junior. junior, he did. Yes, he was always well, seventeenth overall pick. He was very highly touted. I've been, I've known this guy since for a while since he was like nineteen, yeah. eighteen, since he was drafted there. So. Yeah. Um, no, hopefully he'll be able to figure it out. And I know very little about Cameron Hillis. I just know he's a very hard-working forward. 
um, that's really risen up the ranks over the past little bit. Um, but he's still an AHL player, not proven to show anything in the NHL quite yet. But if he can put it together and work as hard as he does, he'll be very useful in, in, this, in this league. From what I've read, I have not seen him play. I will preference that. But do you guys have anything else to say on this before I move to the other trade we have from the other day, yesterday? No, I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, it's, it'll be more interesting for Nick Bodine because I think his career is at a different place, obviously, where he is that literal fringe NHLer, and it is at, he has the potential to make an NHL. NHL lineup consistently now, um, so it'll be really interesting to see how he plays and, and where he fits in in this Montreal lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's move on to another trade where that half of it surprised me, the other half really didn't because I kind of called it a couple episodes ago. Funny enough, you uh, did. You did. The Boston Bruins acquire Michael DiPietro, Cha-Ching called it, and Jonathan uh, Myrenberg in exchange for Jack Stanika going to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I'll say my piece real quick one more time, man. Uh, I will say one final time that I called it with Michael DiPietro. I knew they didn't have faith in this guy. They didn't like him, that there was something off about him in management. Um, and that they just... That's why I picked that artist, Sposal, Sposalovs, sorry. I I, I always want to call him Sposal, but it's not. That's a different guy. That's a a defenseman (laughs) that I'm talking about. But anyways, he's, uh, I I think Depeche will be fine there. Um, Really good competition there. We'll see how the Bruins coach does with him. Intrigued that they got a goalie, but everyone needs a young goalie, right, guys? And then Jack Stanika, I was really surprised that the Bruins were like, nah. Didn't make the team this year. Fuck him. I'll just get rid of him and give him a new start. And Vancouver really need to do something. And I like that they went this direction a lot. I'll say that. But Chase, what do you have on this? Uh, definitely a weird trade. Yeah. Like I feel super awkward. I guess you could say about it is kind of how I feel because. I agree. Like Studnico was such a high hopes guy from for that Bruins team. Yes. And uh, I guess same thing for Vancouver. And they just kind of looked at each other and said fresh start, I guess. Um, obviously, Boston convinced uh, Vancouver that Studnico is more promising than DiPietro. Yeah. Um, or that's just being a goalie and having no, no value. I, I I don't yeah. I don't dis right handed D man there and Jack Snake is right handed too. Should be interesting to That's see good. how he turns out there. Yeah, I I don't know. I personally like Snake going. Um, I think he's dope. But what do you got? Joy? Yeah, I'm less, I'm less surprised honestly. Um, Snake has had plenty of opportunity in Boston. I yep. think they've given him a lot of leeway, and and he just really hasn't put it together. Um. That being said, Mike DiPietro, I think, has been excellent uh, for the Utica Commons. Um, less so on the NHL side, but as an AHL goalie, he's really very good. He's, he's an upper echelon AHL goalie at this point. Um, so if that's what Boston wants, a good AHL guy who could potentially make the NHL one day still, because he is 
what, like 24? Yeah. Um, we can goalies make the NHL in their 30s. So, 23. at this point, I don't think it's a bad gamble. He's no. still got potential, and at worst, you get an exceptional AHL-level goalie who can, who can really help the Austin AHL team. I don't know what their affiliate is. Yeah. Um, Providence Bruins, I believe, is their right. NHL affiliate. Um, very original, uh, as NHL likes to be very original, we know. Uh, not old school or anything. But anyways, let's move on to some mock trades, boys. I think it's a good time to transition there, since that's all the trades we have. Jordan, do you want to kick it off with some of yours? Yeah, I can kick it off. I have two of them that are kind Perfect. of related. Sure, Perfect. Uh, I'll start with the lesser of them. So I've got Calgary going into a bit of a rebuild. I'm overreacting to the start of their season, let's say. Calgary? Um, or not Calgary, sorry, Vancouver. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what not the fuck are you talking about? Jordan just about got fired live on this podcast. <laughs> Vancouver, who have had a lackluster start. I'm going to overreact. Okay, okay. So the first trade is the captain. It is Bo Horvat. He is headed to Colorado for Jean-Luc Foudy and a first. Ooh. The 2023, obviously. If that's the draft to, to get. If I, was, if I was a Canucks fan and I that happened, happy. I would drive to... Patrick Alvin's house, walk into his front door, and pull out my bowl of Cheerios and say, here, piss in these too, because you already ruined my day with that. Because um, that's what this trade would feel like. He's pissing in my bowl of cereal um, every yeah, morning. Yeah, I thought it was just super rebuild. Uh, I don't know what the market for Bo Horvat is, but I don't think it's very good. I can't imagine it's that good. I, but I do like this draft, and I think call on the flip side, he would be a fantastic replacement for Nazem Kadri. Maybe you could throw in a guy like Newhook. I oh, think Newhook yeah. would look fantastic in in Vancouver because I think he's a, a Seattle native, if I'm correct. I believe so, yeah. Or like at least like that Washington, like that area. Um, so I think you could throw in him in maybe, and that might that might change how you feel a little more as a Vancouver fan, because I understand. It, when I look at it, it is, it's bare, but I I just I don't see a big market for Bo Horvat. I, I, I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, maybe he's from that side, I can't remember. Uh, he is the complete opposite side of Canada, buddy. Nope. He is St. John's. St. <laughs> John's. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I'm definitely, like, intrigued about a Bohorvet, but I would be so upset if I was a Vancouver fan and I got, like, Foodie in a first. Um, and, but Newhook... What about Newhook, Foodie in a first? Would that feel a little better? If I'm Colorado, then I need a contract that's reasonable with Horvat, but I don't, Chase, what do you think of something like that? That almost feels like too much, as weird as it sounds. Oh, still muted. Not here yet. Okay. Well, uh, oh, there he is. Can you hear me? Yes, or I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thanks for hearing. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not really sure on the value, honestly, but I like Bo Horvat going to Vancouver. That would help uh, quite a bit. Colorado. Or, no, sorry, to Colorado. Yep. Wow. Um, I think that would help them quite a bit. Uh, finding a way to make it work cap-wise is a oh, little tough. Part. You'd almost have to have, like, Gerard or somebody, like, prominent. Is that what the second part is? Because you said there's two parts. Okay. I was about to say. I was like, no, they're two different trains. Okay. I was going like to say. Maybe retain a little bit. And on they, Colorado, they'll figure it out. Yeah. They, like, retain a little bit and take Comfer back doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Yeah. If you can get some some nice prospects you like. Or, yeah, that's not bad. So it's workable, at least. Yeah, honest, I'd honestly do that. Retain, throw Comfer with Foodie at first, and maybe another pick. And I'd. It's probably something closer to value. My instant analysis. I just don't like trading Hor- Horvat just because he seems like I agree. the guy there. I agree. But like, he's also not like super, super the guy when it comes to a player in the NHL. No, exactly. So I know like, what you he, mean. You, you could move on. You could. I wanted an overreaction to the start of the season. Yeah. But most importantly, that this Canucks team has tried a lot. They've tried change of head coach they've tried um different things like that right and change management change of players before. adding at free agency yes they've right. done a lot so yeah the only thing and in my mind you gotta chop the head of the snake you gotta really you gotta kill it before it can yeah. grow back up again because i don't yeah, think yeah. it's totally out of the mind yeah. Yeah. The only thing that the, this team doesn't know how to do is basically trade people at the deadline when they actually should. Yeah, I agree. They know how to add out for too much at the deadline. Cough, cough. Tyler Foley, and then let him walk. <laughs> but yeah, let's. What's your next trade there, Jordan? Let's move on to the second one. So the next one, I feel a little more confident with. I've got Brock Besser heading out. Ooh. He's headed to the Devils for Igor Sharangovich. Uh, Brock Besser's packaged with a second, I should preface. Okay. For Igor Sharko. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. If I'm the Devils, I'm like, you retards. I take that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... Yeah. I, I think that's such a good trade for the Devils. I think Bo- Besser's a 20-goal score minimum. I like Sharangovich. But he's not necessarily proven. That was. I wouldn't do it one for one, but I would do it with a pick attack. I think the Devils almost win one for one for that, to be honest. I think I'd prefer... I think Besser could be a 34-year goal scorer if he puts his mind to it and plays with the right guys. All he's got to do is sit in a good spot in the slot and move around. But Chase, where do you land on, like, a Besser? you pro-Besser against him? I like Besser. I'm a fan of Besser. Um... Definitely looks like he could probably do a little bit more, but the team really, I don't know if it's more or the team, um, there's a little bit more asking out of him, but everybody else also could do a little bit more, and yeah, just their situation he's in, I don't, you know, not on a, not actually on like a super good team, but when he has, and when the team has done good, he's done, he's been, that's, that's the, and impressive part that's why we're sitting here talking about him like this so yeah um yeah he's definitely to me more more like for sure 25 goals all the time should be getting 30 um almost a point per game but he's a questionable guy because like 
Is he more of just like a second line, really good second line dude? Needs to be the second line to be at his best. Right. Or can he actually hang with the best in the league and or be on a line with and like kind of be one of the best lines and stuff like that? So yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's tough to judge because he's a big body and you feel like he could be just way more apparent out there some games and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like him. I like him, but... Yeah, what do you think of the trade then yourself? Uh, Sharon Govich for Besser in a second. Um, definitely happy, I think, if I'm the Devils, but kind of, they're the one team that actually has right-handed prospects um, and yeah. right-handed players coming up, like Mercer, Holtz. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it wouldn't be too bad. Help them uh, now, so desperately. I think that would actually probably... Yeah, I think they would definitely prefer that over Sharon Govich, uh, obviously. Um, I well, take I, it and run, for sure. Yeah. But Sharon uh, Govich could be a very not-so-expensive player that can be really reliable for a long time. I agree. Time, I'm not... I don't want to dispute how good Sharon Govich like, hmm, Do I really want to do this? It was just a second-round pick, eh? Yeah, second yeah, and a Besser. Yeah, like, that second-round pick would probably have to be pretty good. And if Vancouver sucks this year, then maybe that's kind of worth it or something. Yeah, yeah, and if they're, like, bottom 10, that makes it a little more intriguing, that's for yeah, sure, I, right? If they're doing something like this, this would be at the deadline when Vancouver has yeah. had a, mostly a full season of shit. Yeah, in saying that. All right, let's do it. So, in saying uh, what I'm saying, probably a in saying what I'm saying, like the old Sharon Govich wouldn't be the fit for uh, Vancouver. Especially if you're because... trading Besser and Horvat, and you're only getting Sharon Govich as a player back, that really makes me worried that you're gonna lose both trades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just based on how the team will play, and like, yeah, you can rebuild, but like, still have decent players around you that'll keep you out of bottom five typically maybe not this year but yeah it's a little interesting uh, vancouver needs the right-handed guy to pot goals like there's not very many out there i just you just don't he's got the ability so you kind of let that work out he's not super old yet so yeah i don't think vancouver would be interested in doing anything like that but they've always loved uh, old prince charming Yes, they have loved old Prince Charming. Uh, I will. I'll jump in with my mock trades then now because it's kind of fitting talking about Vancouver. I have my own Vancouver trade. I just going in a slightly different direction because I I don't disagree with you trading Bo Horvat because that's what I've done here. But you need. I think they need a specific piece back, and it is the most blatantly obvious thing because I said it how many times when we talked about Vancouver. Everyone else is saying it. You can see it when you watch them play. Uh, and if it's not penalty killing, it's defense. And I have Bull Horvat going to Carolina in exchange for Brett Pesci. Um, the reasoning why before is we already talked about Carolina and Kakanyami. How much better would it be if you can just utilize Kakanyami still as that third line, winger, center type of deal, and then you play Bull Horvat in your second line, and you've you got Brent Burns this year for essentially not nothing. So you got the right-hand replacement. I know you're decreasing your back end, 
But Carolina's already so good and so disciplined, they can afford to lose a Pesci for a, a, a really good two-way player like Besser, or for, sorry, like Horvat, who can help their offense, where I think that's where they're a little the most behind in the team is just some offensive kick. But what do you think of this one, uh, Jordan? I really like it, especially for Carolina. I think um, you're right with what you said about Carolina's defense. They can afford to lose someone like Pesci, despite him being very, very solid. Yeah, top four um, defensive defenseman, right-handed. Yeah, <laughs> it's no discredit to him. I think it's just like you, you again said with Kakaniemi, it's putting him at the third center, or at least not pushing him. Saying, right hey, now. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do it right now. You at least give him left more opportunity, more time to find his footing, to mm-hmm. really get himself that cemented that role. Yeah. To push Besser out of the way versus force him up there mm-hmm. and try your best to just see how it works. I think uh, the Horvat would be a fantastic second line center there. Yeah. I really, they, they could use it. Yeah. They could use that. And they, they need Pesci, like someone who knows what the hell he's doing, and he can help with PK yeah. big time. But Chase, what do you think? Yeah, I can agree with the whole Vancouver should get the fuck out there and get Brett Pesci. Yeah. Um, but my negative side to this is the fact that I love absolutely every Carolina defenseman that's came out of there in I the agree. last 10 years. I and I say, Pesci. fuck you, fuck off, don't even, like, are you serious? Bo Horvat for fucking UFA coming up. Bo Horvat for Brett Pesci. Go suck a bag, you know. So, not not interested in that. But I put those fucking D men on pedestals, and yeah, I can I can pull the pedestal down a little bit for Pesci though, and be interested in this trade just because he doesn't have the pop offensively. Yeah, and you and would. you got Brent Burns like, for free. Yeah, it's not like a lot of pop. I th- I didn't think he'd get so many points, but I thought he'd be able to consistently get a little bit like more 35, points like literally 30, like 5 35. or 10 more points than he usually does because I think he's usually only getting like 20 maybe 30 yeah. Um, but yeah no he's he'd be un- unbelievable literally who Vancouver needs mm-hmm. is that type of guy so go get him whatever you gotta kind of do yeah. if this is the option or something that's pretty sweet um, yeah I wonder if a cool thing like giving them JT Miller and like taking all on that dead cap that they kind of have in patches and all these guys and um, like you said being able to get Pesci yeah um, out of this deal you know because I feel like the value is going to be crazy high in a sense for Pesci right or it's that complete tier lower where the whole NHL is like yeah he's just he is a second line guy so you can't pay this much. Right. So you might be able to get him for just like a retained Horvat. Yeah, exactly. So like, I wonder, I wonder, but like I said, that's a long-term fix for Vancouver and a one-year thing for Carolina. Not necessarily, Carolina's not a very, they don't do that type of move usually. Usually, but I will say this. Um, Bo Horvat is the exact type of player that Don Waddell would love to sign. And that their owner is like, yes, because he's a very good player, two-way minded, who will not require a nine, eight million dollar contract. Um, he's going to be cheap 
and a good utilized second line center. And like that's Carolina's gravy. They don't spend money on players. Like they don't like paying them. It, they'll trade for guys yeah. who have been paid, but they won't pay them outright themselves. And I think yeah, Horvat's contract will only be six million bucks in Carolina. He'll stay there, be happy in a great team. And yeah, maybe the only issue he'll is be that a third that Maybe a long contract. Eh? Yep, but that what if he becomes issue. your long term? What their situation would be like, uh, it probably yeah. with him, it's probably going to have to be long. Like, yep. yeah, you could probably get it down to six, but like it may be seven, eight contract. years. And like that might not be where they want to go because yeah, like, that's fair. They've walked away on Dougie Hamilton. Because of that exact reason. I don't care that you think you want this money and you want it for eight years. We're only doing that for a third person's career till they're 30 or X, you know, 30 right. whatever. And if you want the same money after that, no. Yeah, no, that's, else. that's also so, valid. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. No, fair um, enough. Um, this is, do you have another trade? I have what? two more, yes. I have two more quick. Ooh. I have uh, one. I am. I don't know how confident I am in this trade. I literally made it ten minutes before the podcast. It kind of interests me. I have uh, involving your Red Wings chase, Tyler Bertuzzi and Oli Matta being traded to the St. Louis Blues in exchange for Ivan Barbashev, Marco Scandella, and a twenty twenty three first. Ooh! Wow. Yeah. Man, the old Barbie. Barbie's I love decent. the barber. Yeah. He's pretty sweet. He is pretty sweet, um, and he's healthy more than Bertuzzi. But Bertuzzi has that extra kick. I think St. Louis could really utilize in the next couple seasons if they decide to resign him. Um, and then Olimata is just a good... I needed Cap out, and Scandella was the guy who had a couple years. So I needed a replacement uh-huh. for Scandella type of deal, and Olimata has been very impressive, so why not? I wonder if we would, if it would be more, like we wouldn't give rid of Matt of the way it's going right now. It would be this would like be a Ernie deadline or something. This would retain him or something like that. Or, right. This yeah, would yeah, probably it'd be, it'd be Ernie because like St. Louis would want the extra forward in the sense there. Fair enough. Um, I would be fine with that if you would rather switch Ernie and Matt. Th- yeah. Hey. So I'm getting a first round pick this this year. year a good draft first round I, pick. Barbashev. Yeah. Is a UFA. Yep, he is UFA, but you guys hell have money. Just like Bertuzzi. So is Bertuzzi. I believe, right? Yep. I would actually... Oof. Consider it. Man, Bertuzzi gives us that fucking, He does. Like, he's just a unicorn in a sense. I know, you know? he is. Like, there's really not many players that bring that. I agree. He's just a Yeah, he's always so... He, he's a unicorn with a broken leg, seemingly, though. Like... Or... I, I love I yeah, do like, love Bertuzzi. I don't know. There's just I agree. Sorry, there's just nobody that really looks like him yep. out there and kind of has that impact on a team. It's just such a strange trade thing. Like I've been I was thinking about this earlier. Like who's our Thomas Holmstrom when it comes to the wings? Right. Because we're gonna I, I I assume that's kind of the idea. Well, finding a Thomas Holmstrom so key like Pavelski's and these guys that right. are just Robertson guys are just unbelievable around the net can play with these dynamic players um i'm a little off on bertuzzi being that guy um yeah it, it's definitely I do like i do like barbashev kind of yeah. for that role like even like maybe not that he has to play in that role maybe that but, second line um, time thomas holstrom type of deal he can, like... he's shown that he can get points and he yeah. can play with good players so very reliable can also 
pub center. And yeah, man, like it's it's, it's pretty interesting. Nice. I really like Barbashev. Like yeah. I've chosen when I do GMs with St. Louis, and I'm faking the whole O'Reilly and Tarasenko are too much money and too long term to stick with St. Louis. That I I keep Barbashev. Like right. that's hell yeah. Like I've kind of revolved around Barbashev being a big team. contributor to the future. So. Yeah, for sure. No, I interesting I, trade. I like that it makes you your flip flopping so much. That is one of the best trades I think I've given for you personally. So that's kind of cool. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Your whole piece of it? Yeah, no, it's certainly interesting. Um, I would probably do it because I I agree that Tyler Pertuzzi is something special, but it's just the fact that he's injured so much, man. It's not good, and it's not. It it doesn't matter how good you are if you're just not there enough. Yeah, that's how I feel. So I would go with a guy who let we'll say is a little less good at the moment, but he's there a lot more often, which I think a team like Detroit could really fucking use. Yeah, and you get a first out of it where you can add your cost back pool in a, in a draft that I'm a massive fan of. So. Okay. Like, and for the people like, oh, well, they don't need draft picks. They have enough prospects. You can never have enough prospects. Prospects are gems in this league, especially because you can get a you random fourth-round pick, and he can turn into a early second-round pick in two years just because he's a late bloomer. So, yeah, draft picks are no slouch. That work, trade it again, right? Exactly. Like, it's, if, if you don't utilize it, at the very worst, it's another asset which every GM loves and it's needs a future assets. asset. Everyone loves yeah, future assets. Then, yeah, and then we can trade fucking Scandella. Yep. And our two first-round picks for fucking Jacob Chikrin. There you go. Be like, what up? That Take would be pretty insane. You could do that. Random. Why not? Why not, Over hey? From one player to another. <laughs> At least it's a defenseman, though. Um... I will go in, but yeah, I'll move into my final trade here. I got a big one. Now, <laughs> another one that I'm questioning that I made this morning. Matthews to Zona. That is exactly it for five nice. first round picks and Lawson Kroos. Just because they have to be a little sad if they get Matthews. Um, but like, no, it is the Edmonton Oilers splashing out. Like, absolutely splashing. Well, I shouldn't say... Chicka-chicka Holmes? Not Chicka-chicka Holmes. I am not a basic white girl with my Starbucks coffee who talks about the same shit every day. I bring unique (laughs) trades, Chase, and it is Dylan DeMello. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. It is Dylan DeMello and PLD. So, yeah, there you go. Now we're interested. <laughs> um, the Edmonton Oilers give up a lot of different stuff, so bear with me. I'll say it a few times. Tyson Berry, Ryan McLeod, Jesse Puyarvi, Warren Fogle, Philip Broberg, and a 2023 wow. first. Oh, my God. That's like six pieces. Well, yeah. A whole trade block, eventually. Essentially, their whole trade block plus a p- couple pieces they don't want to get rid of. Um, I forgot to throw in, I did have that T- Tom Minetto or whatever, however you say his name, on Winnipeg, 
Just any Conor depth, oh, yeah, yeah. any depth oh, Winnipeg oh, player they're oh, willing to trade. I wanted to throw in just for some depth help for Edmonton. I just forgot to write that down, so my apologies. One more time, Dylan Demello, PLD, and a depth forward for Tyson Berry, Ryan McLeod, Jesse Pugliarvi, Warren Fogel, Philip Broberg, and a 2023 first round pick. Jordan, you can start it off. I think it's just the epitome of uh, Edmonton going all in. There, here's our chips. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna cash. Them. Do you want? Or sorry, do you want me to explain my logic behind it before you kind of dive deep? Yeah, sorry. hit that. Okay. Hit that. Yeah. So hit I will start. Logic. My insensible logic. The reason <laughs> on Edmonton's side. Uh, they need a guy like Dylan DeMello. That sounds crazy, but they really do. A right-handed defensive defenseman in exchange for Tyson Berry. So I needed a swap there that would work. Um, he's not the flashiest, but he'll help. But PLD is something that... This is an experiment I would very much like to see because I want to see how loyal he is to, to Montreal because... If there's two teams or three teams or so, there's probably four or five teams he'd get traded to in the NHL where I could genuinely see him signing a long-term contract. And Edmonton is one of them because they have Connor freaking McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Now, you can play Dreisaitl and McDavid together for as long as you sign PLD. That is my thought. Whether it's the two years till he's a free agent and he walks and that's your window, or it's a six, seven, eight-year deal. Um, however, Kenny Holland decides to go. It makes your offense scarier, better defensively on top of it because you can lower people down. And frankly, you're getting rid of your trade block. Disappointing you're losing Ryan McLeod after how he started the season because he looks like he could be really, really good. That's why he's in this trade. Winnipeg side, they need guys. They need a whole bunch of stuff right now, Winnipeg. And they don't know what they need the most of. So I gave them everything they can utilize in this trade. They gave, I gave them Tyson Berry and Warren Fogel. A little bit older. They have contracts where they're a little expensive, but they have enough cap space. And they need guys who can play in-depth roles. They have really horrible depth, as we've discussed for a couple seasons. Um, the next two guys on the list for me are young players who can play now and potentially make a big impact in the future and that is Jesse Pugliarvi and Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod could be a real a, amazing middle six center and we don't know what Jesse Pugliarvi can be on a different team than Edmonton and I want to see it. They want him out so bad. Winnipeg needs some size especially right side and then they get two young pieces for the future. Philip Broberg and a 2023 first whoever they pick that's a two, three, four year down the line will be very useful. So it covers now, a little bit in the future, and a lot in the future, which I like that element. And you're getting rid of players who, are you married to PLD and Dylan DeMello? I wouldn't say you are. DL, PLD wants out. And DeMello is just a, a decent right-hand unit. But um, yeah, thoughts on that. Uh, who wants to go first, Dr.? Go for it, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I think it works for, like you said, Winnipeg are in a situation where, quite frankly, they do need a little bit of everything. 
or at least what they really need isn't sticking out because there's so many things that need addressing. Right. Um, but I, I do think that on the flip note, Edmonton would be really scary with that duo, and more importantly, Tyson Berry not there. Yeah, and I think at the replacement, Demello is is ideal. You want somebody of his skill set, um, and then PLD is just a monster at what he does. Yeah, when, he's, when, when he tries, and 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 he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. He still might be able to get tons of points. <laughs> what if he's the net front guy for that number one PP? crazy but chase uh when you unmute yourself what are your thoughts on this uh a little a little unsure um just seeing broberg on this winnipeg teams like there's just no fit there's so many left-handed demon these guys okay. have they can't even play the guys they were they they have already um but i don't mind barry going there because like he's got a little bit more pop on the offensive power play side than everybody else that's shown. Um, unless Peon can get back to being like almost super dope at the, on the power play and stuff like that. But um, yeah, helps there. I do like that they Winnipeg's getting a lot of assets that they can most likely Prolong trade, it, honestly, yeah. and keep kind of going with it and yep. see if those help package for a different type of trade um first thing i thought about was jacob chikrin honestly mm-hmm. just because um, yeah. he's the big name these are a lot of pieces a lot of unknown pieces like has got that weird value um but still a guy you can add in a trade that has yeah. promise so yeah, like, what if, uh, what if Puliarvi comes in and plays with, like, Shifley and Connor and, and he fits and gets a couple points with them? Like, maybe you can really package him. Yeah, hey, and, like... It's a, for yeah, me, it's a lot of bright question yeah. marks is how I want to put it for, for Winnipeg. I don't see a lot where you can be upset about in any of these players that you're receiving because there's a bright spot you can achieve from all pieces. Which is weird because there's a lot. There's three players in there. There are cap reasons they're in there for the most part, and they're all you. Like it helps. It helps their depth. Like mm-hmm. their middle six obviously doesn't look as good in a sense without um, that center. Without that center, but if that's what you gotta fix, and if Perfetti's doing well, bad. maybe in the like he's gonna grow to that second line, hopefully or better. Mm-hmm. And he's basically playing there already because that's all yeah. I got. Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting trade for sure, man. I, I, it's obviously a little unrealistic just because there's so many pieces and you just oh, don't it won't see happen. that. Yeah. Right? It's, the NHL's not fun, so it won't happen. But in my fantasy Candyland world, I think it would be so enjoyable and realistic, yeah. frankly. Like this yeah, Winnipeg's everything. only doing any something like this, taking on that much or all these pieces if... Like, one or two of those pieces are, like, basically going instantly to another trade or yep. are lined up to be traded in the next little, little bit. bit. But that would that's be the totally acceptable reason for me for Winnipeg because it's kind of hard to just give up in a sense when 
you kind of have the pieces to have things go well, but this this might be the kind of stance they need to do. Yeah. Make a little, they need little a, shift here and see if they can get some pieces that... Could they be. need a culture shift on the players' personnel. They did it through the coach, and I think it is going to benefit them massively. I think they're going to be a way more happy team in general. But I do think they need some big personnel changes, and I would like it to be Blake Wheeler, but realistically, I don't know where the hell he goes. So he probably just sits till next year when he's got one year left. So for me, it's PLD. Like, like I, I barely big praise about this guy and like how he could become what type of player he could become in this league. But like, if he's not motivated to win, he's useless, frankly. And this team really doesn't have that motivation to win. And so if he's playing behind, I, I, I that's where my mind went to. Like, I, he needs to play behind an elite center, like an absolute world class best player in the league type yeah he'd dude, get right he'd get way better he would be so playing amazing playing with Connor mcdavid and man like dry side like you can have three centers in a game if you so choose of mcdavid dry and pld oh yeah right the one thing i gotta say about trading pld right now for the other team and the value of it is in general that you can trade him but then that team is going to get a lot for him or they're going to keep him. Right. Like, he could get offer sheet, sheeted. Like, like I was saying uh, on the other podcast with uh, Colorado, like, they could just trade for him, give up quite a bit, and then literally get free draft picks in this right. next draft. Yeah, they could. And just be happy. And, but they're just laughing in a sense, right? And possibly yeah. won a cup. So um, I think that's something to think about as well, but... Interesting. But at the same time as a team, you got to see what values your team more than how much it'll overvalue other teams. Because you got to, like, if if it's enough value for your team where, if you're getting more out of PLD in this trade than you are by sitting on them for a year or two and then letting them walk or just get offer sheeted or trade, because clearly, I feel like they have zero leverage. So trade them to a team that can afford to give up a lot of assets that will gain leverage, but it'll benefit your team. So it's definitely an interesting topic, and I understand where you're coming from. Um, it will never happen, but if you put the pieces in order to where you think this team could work out with these play- new players, it, it works for both teams realistically. So that's why I made it, but... Yeah, that is all I got from our trades. Chase, do you have any before we dive into our um, hot takes? Yeah. Yeah, I got the best trade deadline acquisition ever. All right, let's hear it, buddy. Back to the Colorado Avalanche. It's all gas, no brakes up in this place. But we're going a lot less, a lot more low-key. We're going to Chicago. I want Sammy Lafferty at that 1.15 milli for this year and next year. I want, I'll give you a second round pick in 2025 for him. Nice. Sure. Is that decent or is that not decent? Second round pick in 2025. For Sammy Lafferty, I, 
Two years. It'd be a deadline deal, I guess, but... What's that, Jordan? The pick is in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a more recent small pick attached. Not okay. a really? like a sixth. If I'm Chicago, oh yeah, I want to fleece them. If I'm Chicago and I'm giving up a guy who's actually playing good on my shit team, I want to fleece the team that's coming. Okay. Okay, so this contract he's got this contract on the dangle it from you. Why yeah, are you well, making this trade? Man. I am... No, that's cool. That's cool. I am willing to give you Shane Bowers as well. <laughs> and then give you a and then I'll take a fucking pick back. A high pick. A high pick. Bro, like, like fucking, you guys like were GMs in this league. <laughs> What's that? Um, when is this trade made? It'd be a deadline deal. It'd be a deadline deal this year. Man, Sam Laffin better better play the way he's been playing all damn season for me to give up that on Colorado. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Sammy's looking legit. He legit needs to... At the deadline, you'll have played around like 60 games, let's say, 60-odd games. He needs to have 50 points for me to make that trade. 45-plus points, at least. Oh, yeah, no, games. adding the Bowers and stuff is a little insane, but I'm just saying, like, Colorado probably be half-ass willing to let Dude, him go. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, what can you get for Sam Lafferty? Because if you could get Sam Lafferty for, like, a fucking third-round pick or something, like, are you not just laughing as Colorado? Like, this guy would be fucking amazing. I think like, you're laughing as both teams. Like, look at... Chicago gave up Alex Nylander for this guy. Like Alex Nylander is like he's a talented hockey player, but he he's not. He's exactly he's, he's exactly like his older brother. He's got the motivational drive of like a dead turkey. Like, it, it's like that's not why there. I went with like a that's why I went with like a twenty twenty five second because I feel like it have to it couldn't be a third. Like that's waiting so long for a third round pick. But if it's at least a second round pick, it's like well, I guess so. And, like, it's not like Chicago's going to want to let Lafferty go, in a sense, because, like, at least he's, no. like, making something happen on their team. Like, yeah. you gotta you got to take your wins when you can. Like, For obviously, sure. they don't have to, and they can just let him go. But, I don't know, I feel like they'd have some sort of reason to ask for some sort of value. For sure, but some sort of value. I just don't know if a sec like, should you even think about giving up a second-round pick for fucking, even if it's three years and a in advance, like, does that um, diminish its value enough for even it to be, like, Lafferty? Like, not today, it say, doesn't. No, it almost have to be a third, because, like, like you said, unless he plays like this all year, yeah. just amazing, you know, like... He needs to show a lot more than the first week or two of the season uh, for me to be like, okay, I don't want to give up... last year, too, at the end of the year, looking fucking No, he's... Fly. Trust me, like, I... <laughs> He was a Penguins player. I've seen him play hockey. He's very good at it. He's a very good utility player, but at the same time, he didn't make our team for a reason. My, I trust Mike Sullivan with my with my life, honestly. I really would with how smart. There's a few coaches in this league that are just... I feel like they know players and, like... I'm not saying he's not a good player, but a second-round pick value, he ain't that today. You don't get traded for Alex Nylander and then become a second-round pick four months later. 
five months later, I don't think. So that's, that's just understandable. Give buddy, me some but time on that contract and him being able to play fourth line center or something for them. Like, I think that's a key type of acquisition. I think Dude. they'd love. I think he'd fit in there and shit like that. So, yeah, like I said, it's a deep pick. I don't know. You, a, second's, a second's pretty high, yes. Ask like, me again in three weeks. Exactly. Like, is he actually going to keep being dope? Because, yeah. Ask me again we'll when Saskatoon actually gets snow that stays on the ground. And then I'll then I'll think about it some more. But that is... Uh, is that all the trades you have, Chase? Sorry, or do you have any more? Or Yeah, that was the one. I that was the one? Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to take a small break here just so nothing doesn't break on our end. And we'll be right back with our, uh, hot takes for the Atlantic. <laughs> 